I'm Anna Barnard. And I'm Maria Ramsey. And you're listening to Never Wear Boring Socks. Hello, and welcome back to Never Wear Boring Socks, and thank you so much for listening this week to a very special episode. Today, we are sharing an interview we did recently with a very special guest, Eva Peterson. Eva is an artist, vlogger, world traveler, fellow journaler, and meditator, and she's also just a very cool person. Eva and I have been internet friends for a while, and we connected over our love of drawing and of Katie Dalebout's podcast, which you may remember from our episode 20 katie was our guest on that episode um so in this interview with eva we talked to her about her decision to follow her intuition and leave her job to travel what she's experienced so far in her travels drawing creativity meditation editing videos and much more we had a lot of fun talking to eva and we are very excited to share our interview with you which we will do right now socks are you wearing today um i am wearing a pair of knee-high socks that i was gifted for christmas and they are blue and they are red and they have little worms on them that are wearing glasses (laughs) and reading books so they're like little bookworms um and i picked these socks because i have a final for my interim course um for school on tuesday this week um we're recording this on a sunday well and a monday for eva (laughs) um but i also just want to be like reading non-academic things right now like an actual book so it's like it's like conflicting interests right now yeah so that's why i chose those socks those sound very cute (laughs) (laughs) yeah what socks are you wearing maria i'm wearing a pair of light blue socks with these like kind of geometric stripes on them and I chose the stripes are all different colors and I chose them because I feel like I have a lot of different like layers going on in my life right now like different jobs and projects so I feel like the different colors are sort of representative of my different my different things going on nice so that's kind of what I was thinking what about you Eva what socks are you wearing Uh, Oh, mine are not as fancy as yours. However, um, so I have, I currently own three pairs of socks. I live out of a backpack. So, (laughs) so um, I'm wearing some smart wool socks. They're very functional. Um, They went up to like Everest Base Camp with me and stuff. So they definitely have a lot of meaning for me because they've been with me for seven months and have not worn out yet. So I love them. They're very warm. Nice. I like it. Yeah. Lots of history and meaning. <laughs> Very nice. So you mentioned that you were living out of a backpack, Eva. So why why do you only have three pairs of socks? What brought you to living <laughs> out of a backpack? Um, 
Um, oh, goodness. Long story, but I'll make it short. Or um, you can make I... it long. That's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that works. Well, I have always really loved to travel. I don't know why other than it's just like something inside of me just loves like exploring and seeing new cultures and seeing new places and meeting new people, all of that. And I've done a bit of traveling, um, like, you know, during college breaks and with my family around the U.S. and things like that. But I just wanted to do something more like I really wanted to live abroad. And um, for about five years after college, after grad school, I was working in New York City as an architect. And and that was awesome. New York City is amazing. But uh, I was really feeling like the travel itch again. And so decided basically like right after I finished the process of becoming a registered architect, like the next day I started saving to uh, quit and travel. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> I've been in Asia for a while and yeah, living out of a backpack, very different lifestyle than when I was living in New York City, but I'm still really, really enjoying it and don't see any end in sight at the moment. Nice. So and where are you right now? Right now I'm in South Korea. I've been here for about two and a half weeks. My, I have some family that lives here. And so I'm in, I'm in their apartment. I'm actually um, oh, house nice. sitting and dog sitting okay. right now. So this has been like a, very different for me actually the past uh, couple of weeks because I've been like on the road um, traveling and, and sightseeing and on my own living in hostels and hotels and things like that. And so to like have a actual apartment, um, especially one like all to myself <laughs> again for the first time <laughs> since I left New York has been like a total change. It's kind of throwing me for a loop. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. New freedom. And where you went to a bunch of places before South Korea, right? Where uh -huh. where else have you been? Um, so I Let's see. So when I left New York, I went um, back to my home state, which is Missouri. Uh, I was there for about a month, not quite a month. And then I actually started in Asia, in South Korea to visit my family. Then I went to um, Vietnam for a month. I did a hostel design there. I was volunteering and uh, helped to design a hostel in Northern Vietnam. Then I went to Laos and Thailand and Cambodia, then back to Thailand for a little while, a little longer than I had planned because I got sick and missed a flight to Myanmar. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, mm. so I actually have not been to Myanmar yet, but I'll get there eventually. Um, and then from Thailand, I flipped to Nepal and I was in Nepal for three months, which was absolutely amazing. I miss it. Then I went down to Malaysia. I was just there for a week, kind of like a long layover on my way back to, uh, here to South Korea. Cool. Very cool. cool. <laughs> Do you have a favorite place where you've been so far? Um, definitely Nepal, okay. I would say. Um, I just like fell in love with that country so much, probably too, because I was there for like three months. So right. I really got to know it well, you know, and, and meet a lot of cool people. But yeah, man, the Himalayas were amazing. Like the mountains are just totally magical. And I really, really love trekking. So I had such an amazing time there. I think that's, that's really my cool. favorite. But I mean, like, all of my travels, like there's so many other places too, but that one just really, really touched my heart, I think. Nice. Mm -hmm. And you climbed Mount Everest too, right? As part of your 
Well, I did it Mount Everest. Climb to the top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I went to the base camp. Well, that's camp, a lot which... of climbing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, like, going to the base camp is, is very, very difficult. Yeah, right. <laughs> mentally. Yeah. A couple people, yeah, like, get a little confused. And they're like, you summited Everest? That's so cool. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that takes like four months and like an, a year of training before that and like yeah. you know thousand dollars or whatever but um but no so i did the yeah i did the everest base camp trek um which is and and i added a bit on to the front and the back of it so it was about 18 days and um at very high elevations so your body is just like what are you doing to me um and i actually had a knee injury during that time so like i i got a knee injury on the way up and then hiked on it for a couple of weeks and it still hurt but it was it's completely worth it it was absolutely amazing yeah to be next to everest and you know at the base of everest was something that i'll never forget i want to go back <laughs> mm-hmm. that's so cool yeah, that's amazing well wow. yeah that's probably like the most um memorable or favorite part of my trip so far okay cool yeah that is really cool are there places that you're looking forward to going yeah i so i mean so for the first time in my life my like i've always had a very straight and narrow like five-year plan right Mm -hmm. Uh, or maybe in your plan like i've always had it super planned out type a personality type stuff and now for the first time ever it's just all up in the air you know so there's no concrete plans and mm-hmm. i did that on purpose that's how i w- want to live for a while um however i do have some plans i or some tentative plans let's say i'm planning on moving to um vietnam after living here in korea for a couple months and i'm going to be in da Nang, which is like a a city on the coast so i'm really looking forward to that i think i'm going to be there for probably like five months and uh the plan is to to work but then also to um learn how to surf i've only surfed like once in my life and so that's like a like surf community so uh so yeah looking forward to that and then i've applied for a grant to do a cultural exchange in spain starting in um october and i've always wanted to spend time in spain i've never been there before but another one of my like big goals right now is to learn spanish and so what better way to do that than to be like immersed you know in the in the culture because I've learned like bits and pieces here, here and there, like in high school and in college, you know, um, and I study a bit now on my own, but I'm really looking forward to learning more about the culture and, and the language. So looking forward to that as well. Nice. Yeah. That's really cool. Spain is one of the two countries outside of the U S that I've been to. So oh, it's cool. really cool. Yeah. I was in oh. Northern Spain last year for a week and it was really cool. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait. Oh, man. Yeah, and then there's so many other places I want to go. Like, I feel like uh, I'm sure you guys have experienced this too. It's like the more you travel, the more you you learn, you hear about other places from other travelers, and then the more places you want to go. You know, so it's kind of like yeah. this never-ending like list of places that I would love to go. But um, instead of like focusing on that list of places I want to go, I try and just really enjoy the place that I'm I'm currently in. You know? Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. Nice. 
How has that been for you to shift from planning so much and like having a plan for the future to not like, was that scary to leave that, to leave your job in New York? Yeah. I mean, it was terrifying. It was like, <laughs> it, and, and I still, I still have days where I'm like, what in the world am I doing? You know? And uh, yeah, if you were to, like, look at my journal, it, it kind of goes between like, this is awesome. This is the best decision of my life to like, what am I doing? Like, like kind of like this, this up and down. Um, but I will say, so around that time when I decided that, that I was, I was ready to leave the U S and go explore, I really got focused on, um, listening to my intuition more and trusting that, trusting my intuition over whatever else everybody was, you know, saying or whatever. Um, maybe like my, my rational mind was, was telling me. And so I've always, I've been sure that this is what I was supposed to do and like the path that I meant to be on. Um, so that definitely gives me some comfort. However, going from this very solid, like I said before, like, like five-year plan, 10-year plan, and like being on this, this, this track that's very well paved, um, to step off of that was, was definitely scary. And, um, I, honestly, I couldn't have done it without like the support that, that I have from, um, like, like friends and family and stuff like that. I, uh, luckily I have some really awesome friends and family who, of course, like they get, they get scared for me at times and they're, you know, worried about me like over here traveling and things like that. But at the same time, they're really helpful and supportive and I know that they have my back. So, um, if anything were to go wrong, I know that I have like a good support system that will help me. Um, but yeah, it's definitely scary at times. I wasn't, um, fulfilled, um, like just, just sitting and, and working like a typical corporate job. Like for me, like my, um, I just, I just felt like, like there was more out there that I wanted to explore and to do. So I'm happy that I did that and wouldn't change it. Definitely wouldn't change it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really great. And great that you have a support system too. I'm sure that makes things a lot. A yeah. Lot better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, especially when I, when I first was thinking about quitting, I was like, well, anybody could do this. Anybody can quit and travel. And I do, I do actually still believe that. Like, I think that if you put your mind to it, you can do anything. However, I do understand that I have certain privileges, um, that like the fact that I have a supportive family, you know, that, that makes a big difference. And the fact that I have supportive mm -hmm. friends, that makes a big difference. And so I definitely do have certain privileges that allow me to do this. Um, not that I'm like independently wealthy or anything like that. I wish that'd be great. <laughs> um, so it's not like you have to, you know, have like, I don't know, a trust fund or something like that to do what I'm doing, but, um, cause I definitely don't have that, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I still like the fact that I have, um, even just emotional support from, from friends and family definitely makes all the difference. So, yeah. 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 And I like what you said about trusting your intuition more too, and how that was a big motivator in doing this. What do you think, like, was there anything in particular that helped you to get more in touch with your intuition or to trust it more? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, before I left New York, that was a big, a big thing that I was working on. And then also like since traveling, um, that's been something that I've really worked on. So I know that you and I in part connected because of our love of Katie Dalebout's um, mm-hmm. book and stuff. And then I saw she was just on your podcast. I actually haven't gotten to listen to that um, episode yet, but uh, she really talks about journaling and that's been a huge practice for me. I journal a ton. I actually have my journal sitting right here. Um, <laughs> and I've, I've filled in a few of those since I've been traveling. So that was a big one for me. And then, um, but I think even more than that, even more than journaling was just like taking the time to, to stop and be quiet and like, listen, you know, um, in in the U.S. and I'm sure many other countries, and especially New York City, you can just so easily get caught up in the the quick pace of everything. So um, in New York, like like everybody, not everybody, a lot of people are very very focused on their career, and you're always in a rush. Like everybody on the sidewalk and in the subway, it's just rush 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 to do to do like this and that and this and that and working overtime and all of these things. And so you can so easily just numb out and work, 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 work yourself to death. And, um, and, you know, when you're not at work, like looking at social media or not the social media can't be great. It can, but a lot of times it can just be a distraction, um, or watching TV and all of these different things. So I actually, um, I canceled like Netflix and Hulu and all of that stuff probably like a year before I left New York in part to save money, but in part because I just felt like there was just like so many distractions all the time that I didn't have space to like stop and think. So creating that space was, was really important for me um, so that I could actually hear my intuition because I think like we are so distracted by so many different things going on in our lives that it's really hard to to hear that voice especially if it's not something that you nurtured you know and then also Maria I know you and I connected over this in a big way um but just like allowing myself time to create art too Mm -hmm. Uh, like that was a big thing for me I don't know it's probably like maybe a year, a year and a half before I left New York, I decided that I was going to do a drawing every single day. And, um, and I started an Instagram account for that. And so I just started posting a drawing every single day. And that was like, that was like me making time for myself, um, and connecting with something that I've loved since I was a kid. So one of the practices that I did to get more in touch with my intuition was to think back about all the things around us told me what I was supposed to like or what was good or bad, you know, before any of that came into my consciousness, like what, what did I love as a, as a kid? And one of those things was to draw. I would just draw constantly all the time. So I got back in touch with that. And then also getting back in touch with the fact that I love nature. Um, And so getting outside again, just, getting outside and being quiet, allowing myself to like this time and the space to think was a big thing. So yeah, that's kind of a lot, but <laughs> I really those, like all those like answers. Help. Yeah. Yeah. I relate to that a lot. Yeah. Elaine, I'm sure it was a complex process. It wasn't just one mm-hmm. thing that helped you with that. Right. Exactly. Yeah, a, com- a, a, a complex process and also like a long drawn out process, you know, like a process that's still going. It's like, no matter where you are, like, I feel like the location doesn't matter that much, right? Like, 
like because I was I was going through all this in New York, like trying to get more in touch with my intuition and all of these things. And then I'm still going through it now. You know, it's still like a constant practice. Like I have days where, or I just want to like zone out and, um, and that can be easy too when you're traveling, right. To get distracted. Uh, cause there's all these new things around you that you're experiencing. So yeah, it's just like a constant practice of, um, making sure that you're staying in touch with your intuition. Oh, and I don't think I mentioned meditation. Did I mention meditation? You have not No, yet. but I know you went to yeah. a meditation <laughs> retreat recently. I did. I'm oh curious my gosh. about that. Yeah, that was, it was um, one of the most intense things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say even more intense than the Everest Base Camp trek. Um, wow. Yeah, it really? was, okay. it was crazy. So, have you heard of Vipassana meditation? I've heard of it. I don't know I that much yet. about it. It's, uh, it's, it's just like a, a type of meditation. It's a meditation technique. Um, and the way that, that they suggest you learn it is by going to one of these 10-day meditation courses. And so well, basically you, you, you go to the meditation center and they ask you to observe noble silence, which is um, no talking, no... Um, eye contact, gestures, no, like you, you can't um, like speak or communicate at all with any of the other people there. Um, and then no, like you, you give up your phone, you give up your computer. So no social media, no contact with the outside world, no journaling, no reading, nothing. Like it is just you and your mind. It that is, does it, sound really intense. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, but it's interesting because like that was the part that I was worried about was the silence part, right? Um, and that actually ended up being the easiest part for me. And the day before we were able to, you know, we were going to be able to talk again. I was like, can we just keep the silence thing? Because this is actually really nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I ended up really liking that part. The the really difficult part, though, is that you're sitting in meditation for 10 and a half hours a day. Um, and <laughs> yeah, right. And wow. three of those, and it's kind of broken up into like one hour periods or one and a half hour periods. But um, for three of those hours, you're asked to not move. And uh, I had never like sat and meditated and not moved for an hour, but it is incredibly painful. Have you guys, have you ever like done that? Like not for that long, not for that but long. even just sitting for like a half an hour. Yeah. That starts. Yeah. Right. Right. And so, yeah, anyway, so the, the physical pain was, was intense. And then you're, you know, you're, you're just in your head for 10 days. So your mind's like up and down and you're like crying and you don't know why. And, and you're like, all of the stuff from your past comes up. And then all of the, the stories that you projected into your future comes up. And so you're dealing with all that mentally. And then you also have this physical pain. Um, but it was, it was absolutely amazing because then you realize that like that physical pain, actually like what you thought was unbearable, you can bear. And eventually it dissolves and eventually your mind gets quiet. And then you can feel like every cell in your body vibrating and it was it was like really really amazing so very intense but well worth it wow I think. okay i mean that's, that's really, really interesting <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i don't know if it's for everybody um but i i, I really really uh, um had a intense time but also was very happy that i went yeah mm -hmm. how long ago was that that you did that um 
It was about let's see, just about a month ago, a little mm-hmm. over a month ago now. Yeah, because the day, the first day that we could talk was Christmas Day. So, mm. okay. Wow. So yeah, a little okay. over. Okay. Yeah. So do you feel like that's still like seeping into your life now, a month later? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I kept up a really good meditation practice. Um, it, it kind of dissolved a bit when I when I got here to Korea because mm-hmm. my family was here and we were on um, a different time schedule and it, things got a little crazy. Um, but I but I absolutely have been meditating. And now that I am, um, now that I have a little bit more control over my own schedule, I, again I plan on uh, con- continuing that. So for sure. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. What would you say your biggest takeaway was from that, like in regards to meditation? Because I mean, obviously, like meditating for 10 hours a day is way different than meditating for 10 minutes a day like I do. So yeah, like <laughs> what? I Yeah. What was like one of your key takeaways, I guess? Well, so I think first of all, like I think 10 minutes a day is like so awesome. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the first, I guess the first thing would be like, you don't have to meditate for 10 hours a day, right. you know, like, yeah. like, um, like do what you can. But, but so the big thing for me was uh, this, this, uh, word, um, it's a poly word, which is like the, the root language of Nepalese. Yep. Um, well, yeah. And, um, the, the language that, that apparently Buddha spoke and mm-hmm. it's, um, Anicca. Anicca, Anicca. And so basically what that means is uh, everything rises, but then also passes away. Okay. So for instance, like I mentioned, like you have this horrible pain that you don't think you can bear, but then eventually it passes away. And every single thought in your mind, it comes and then it passes away, you know? And then like any pain in your life, whether it be physical or emotional, comes and it passes away. And we human beings come on this earth and pass away. So I guess that my biggest takeaway was the impermanence of okay. everything. Sure. That's that really interesting. Sense. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. And so, so that, <laughs> I think like, maybe that could kind of sound depressing. It's like, oh, okay, everything is just temporary. <laughs> but really, <laughs> really, that's, I don't think that's the point. I think the point is like, it's like, okay, this moment is going to pass away. So let's like enjoy it as much as possible. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> let's just like take this, take this for what it is and like, like smile and like fully enjoy it. So for instance, um, one of our, we'd be sitting in the meditation hall for like four hours and then we'd come out at the same time every day. And it was always right as the sun was setting. And so like you just went through this really intense time, but then you'd come out and then you could just like look at the sun setting over the valley that this meditation center overlooked. And it was like such a beautiful sight. And you could just sit there and smile and enjoy it and let your mind just be clear for a minute because you've just been through all these different emotions, you know? It's really cool. That's cool. Nice. That's really interesting. Yeah. Intense experience. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It sounds like it. <laughs> I can't even imagine that. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, they have apostasy centers in the U.S. too. So yeah. If you're interested, okay. Cool. <laughs> Maybe one day. It. Yeah. Never wear boring socks. Adventure. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, nice. We also wanted to talk about art and creativity, since that's something that we talk a lot about 
I'll never wear boring socks because Anna and I are both creative, artistic people. And so are you. And I've really enjoyed seeing your art the past. I don't know how long I've been following you, but like seeing your art online. Um, so how, how are you still making time for art while you're traveling? And how, how has traveling influenced your creativity? Sure. Um, well, so I will say it's just just like, you know, in, in daily life in New York, it's something that you have to create time for, you know. And uh, it, so especially when I'm traveling, I, I definitely go through periods where I'm creating more art and then periods where I'm, say, traveling faster. And so like I'm, I'm doing a lot of sightseeing and, you know, things like that. And so I don't have as much time to sit um, and draw and, or like create videos or, or anything like that. Um, so it's, it's all like, you know, kind of, kind of in motion, kind of a wave. <clears throat> um, but I did realize, and I've realized this at different points in my life that I'm just a happier person when I draw consistently, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. and oh, yeah. I, yeah, right. I'm sure that you guys are exactly the same way. <clears throat> like when we make time to create art, I think like it's it's just another way to get in touch with our like creative juices and with intuition and things like that. So, so yeah, I love it. And I'm definitely more happy when I'm doing that. Um, and so when I'm traveling, what, what I realized pretty early on was that I needed to travel slower, just draw and, and create art and, um, or edit a video or something, you know? So I like to travel kind of slow. I, I know a lot of people, they're like, I'm going to go backpack Europe. And they literally hit up like eight countries in a month or something. You know what I mean? Like, and they're just like, bam, bam, bam. And um, I'm sure that's awesome and it's fun. But but for me, I just like to go slower, not just because I want to create art, but also because I just want to like a deeper, richer experience of the place. Um, so, and, and I've noticed too, I'm sure you guys can relate to this, but like, if, if I get out of the habit of drawing, then it's so much harder to get back into it than if mm -hmm. I just like, oh yeah, <laughs> consistently drawing, you know? Yeah. And, and it's tricky. Sometimes I get a little frustrated because I, I have on my phone, um, like just basically like a list of things that I want to draw, you know, <laughs> or, um, or in my sketchbook, like a list, like it's just these, like these huge lists. Cause I feel mm -hmm. like hits all the time and um now like a lot of them are are travel inspired of course you know so like just weird situations that i go through like funny things i'm like this would be great to illustrate um but then i just straight up don't have time because i'm i also want to fully experience the place that i'm in you know so i want to be like out there walking or sightseeing or whatever so that can be kind of tricky um and i have i would say that i now um value just like the, the quiet moments like like kind of like i said before but like just a quiet day to sit in a cafe and uh and draw you know i really value that a lot now and i try and make time for that but i'm definitely not perfect like i uh <laughs> i have um it, it's a con constantly trying to find that balance you know just like we all are i think but, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah for sure well, I think it's interesting that you pointed out, like, you're, you know, that you're a much happier person when you do it regularly. But then mm -hmm. isn't that so funny that, like, we know that so well, and yet it's still, still so hard time. to make time for it? Totally. I was just so journaling about that. <laughs> yep. 
I know what you mean. I know it's it's like part of me feels very fortunate, right? That we're like we're at a place where like consciously we know what we need to do to be happy. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Like that's great because I think a lot of people don't even know that. Like for a long time, I didn't know that. You right. Know? Right. Yeah. Um, so like that's great. That's cool that we're at that point. But yeah, man, like having the like the discipline to um, to do those things and not get distracted by everything else that's going on is is tricky. Like I've had access to um, so in Korea, right there we don't have the same like um, the same laws, right as as in the U.S. Obviously, so like by uh, my family they have this box. Um, I have access now to basically any TV show or movie ever created, um, which cool. However, <laughs> like I've been watching a lot of TV recently, like the last few days. Yeah. Because <laughs> like I didn't have I didn't have like like what I've been traveling, so I literally didn't. Maybe I watched one two TV shows in the last seven months, and then all of a sudden it's like boom, anything you want to watch. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, I could have gotten a lot of art done the last few days, and um, instead, I have watched like all of Westworld, and uh, yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, but then at the same time, I think we just got to give ourselves a break because getting mad at myself for that's not going to help anybody either. But uh, but yeah, yeah, I was definitely journaling about that this morning. Like, okay, here are the things I need to be doing if I want to uh, to not get in a rut right now. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've noticed that too recently with like just partaking in art, especially with like reading books. Like I haven't made time in my life to like read books, like free reading or anything for like a really long time. Like I never did that in high school and I've been doing it like over my uh, like holiday break recently and over my interim term and it's like amazing and I love it so much Mm -hmm. and it just like reminds me like why haven't I been doing this before? But then it also makes me like more inspired to create art and it's like this cycle because then I need to make time for that and yeah yeah (laughs) but Mm -hmm. I yeah I agree with you I like how you point out that it's good at least that we do know that those things cause us happiness whereas some people can't even figure that out yeah 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 definitely and I think it's important to take like to allow yourself time to take in other people's art too Mm -hmm. like reading books or watching tv we just talked about that that a little bit in our last episode too that like i sometimes will feel guilty for watching tv instead of doing more like creative productive things but then also i'm taking in somebody else's art which is inspiring and something i enjoy doing which i think is also important yeah I get so inspired by stuff that I see on Instagram too, for instance, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, like you and I, I think, you know, we found each other that way, like, cause we both yeah, have each other's art. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, so it's definitely can be inspiring. And I mean, this, like, there's a difference too, like Westworld, like that's a deep show. It's like, like, there's some pretty cool themes in that show. Um, and I, I feel like slightly proud of myself for watching that instead of like, I don't know, I don't want to diss anybody, but like, keeping up with the Kardashians or something. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm sure, I've actually never seen that show, so I can't speak to it. I don't know. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, like exactly. That's such a good way to look at it, Maria. Like, yeah, that's somebody else's art that you're, that you're consuming and it can be inspiring. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I try to remind myself of that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Totally. Do you think that traveling has influenced your artistic style or like anything that you've seen or done or meditation? Yeah, well, I will say, um, for, first of all, I, I think one of the cool things about traveling is seeing that there are so many like different ways to create art or even we can take it out even broader than that. Just so many different ways to live, you know, um, like, um, like I, for, for me, kind of like, like growing up in and I live in a few different places around the U.S., but still like growing up in the U.S. and, ju and just kind of seeing um, like like one way to live, I, I think was. Um, was kind of limiting and now that we have the internet and social media we can see all these different different ways to live and different um styles of art and things like that but yeah definitely like i love all of the the eastern influence like the like going to like Angkor Wat for instance you know all of the the wall carvings and things like that are amazing mm -hmm. and i want to say that any of that has really made it into the art that i share online but um but definitely into like my sketchbook and things like that you know um and uh and yeah i would love to to play with more of those like themes and motifs and things in the future um i i will say that like something that traveling has helped me with is is to see or the fact that I've got like so many ideas from from all the different things that I've been experiencing, and like I said, those those long lists of things that I want to create, it's helped me to kind of let go of the fact that or the desire for things to be perfect, because now I'm kind of a little I'm more interested in like like just getting ideas out of myself, even if they're not like the perfect sketch, than I am like making something so perfect that takes me like forever. Nothing can be perfect anyway, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> totally. <laughs> I was just thinking about that the past couple of days because I was working on this sketch yesterday that I had thought I would share and, um, and like self-doubt and like, this isn't good enough and da, da, da. All of those different things like started coming in like hardcore for me. And, um, and I was like, I think I just need to simplify this even more. Like sometimes um, I'll just draw like stick figures, like, like little ideas and stick figures, because I'm like, I'm like, the, the point of this is to get the idea out, not to make, like, I love beauty and I love creating beautiful things, but that's not always the point. And that's not always like the most important thing to me. Sometimes it's just to get the idea out of my brain <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and share, like, share like an idea instead of, uh, um, like, you know, no, not everything has to be a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's really healthy to recognize that because I don't know if this is particularly prevalent in artistic creative people. I feel like maybe it is that we just want all the things that we put out in the world to be like perfect and so representative of our best creative selves. But then we put um, a lot of pressure on ourselves. So, yeah. Definitely. Have you have you read um, the book? Um, oh gosh, no, I can't remember the name of it. Big Magic by Elizabeth. Yes, Lewis. I I've love been that. Meaning yeah. to read that. Yeah, it looks really yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, she I talks like about how 
Yeah, not to put so much pressure on your art. Um, and I think, and one of the ways that she talks about it is um, not making your art support you like financially, which I think is, um, it, it was a great takeaway for me. But then, um, but yeah, she kind of talks about like a like more lighthearted approach to creating, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I'm, I will definitely have to check that out. Yeah. 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 Good... Yeah. The podcast for me has actually been a good creative outlet in terms of mm-hmm. like overcoming some of my perfectionist tendencies. Cause like if I'm writing a blog post, I can edit it forever. Yeah. Until I put it out. But a podcast is like, I could do a bajillion takes, but I don't. I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's just a little ridiculous. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Totally. And then Anna and I both have to be satisfied with it. And, like, I don't want to do too much editing. So, yeah, yeah. it's that cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I feel yeah. like the doing videos, you know? Um, yeah. Like, videos kind of, well, I can get totally perfectionist about those, too. And they can take me, like, years to edit but um but the truth of the matter is you only have what you recorded right and so like <laughs> so yeah it's kind of like the right. the podcast right like you have like this clip that you recorded and like that's what you're using and you know <laughs> yeah limited so, material yeah definitely yeah it's a good exercise on like letting some things go so. mm-hmm. definitely yeah no the podcast has been a great way for me too to like create art regularly like it's kind of on a schedule for me and someone mm-hmm. else is like keeping me accountable for it. So that's really nice. Yeah. yeah. Been helpful. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I, um, I think it's probably great too. Like you said, like you guys have each other to keep each other accountable, you know, or like mm-hmm. somebody's counting on you. Like that's, that's really great. I think <laughs> sometimes when, when it's just like, you're on your own, you can do whatever. You're kind of like, oh, I could do that or not, or not. you know. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so true. I, I, I can be a little screen. flighty, like start something and then not finish it all the time, you know. Oh, same. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. Yeah. But... So you mentioned that you've been making videos. Uh, how long have you been doing that? And what made you start doing it? Um, let's see. I started to do that. Um, I want, it's probably only been like a year or something, Okay. a little bit over a year. So I basically, I started doing videos because I just thought it looked really fun and it, I just mm-hmm. wanted to learn how to do it. <laughs> um, and so then I started when I was in New York, uh, just going around to different places in New York and, um, and chatting about them. Uh, obviously I love architecture. So I would talk about like architecture, art and things like that in the city and, um, just wanted to teach myself a new skill set. And then I was trying to think of different ways to support myself while I was traveling. And I was like, Oh, maybe I'll be like one of those travel vlogger people. Um, but then, uh, and I just made a video about this, like when I was in Nepal, uh, when I started thinking about like, oh, I have to like, how do I monetize this and da 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 and get more followers and stuff like that? It took all the joy out of creating videos for me. Yeah. So, so I was making videos and it was fun. And then I just stopped for a few months because I was like, I, I felt myself going down the, the wormhole of like trying to create something because, um, 
maybe maybe it would make money and uh and it just didn't feel good to me so i stopped that uh, i stopped creating videos for a while and then just recently picked it back up again um but yeah it's just like a really fun way to like create a little time capsule of like a place in time you know yeah. so the last video that I put out was when my best friend came over to um, to Thailand and Cambodia and traveled with me for a little while. And uh, so the last video was us exploring Angkor Wat together. And it's just so cool to have like this little time capsule of our time together uh, that we can look back on, you know, for years to come. Uh, and it's such a cool, like it's such a multi-dimensional art form too because like you put you have you know you're, you're recording things and then you know you have like the person talking to the camera but then you also have all these other shots and like how do i make that interesting and captivating and then you have music that you're putting in there and then you can add text or whatever else you want so um i went down kind of a bit of a wormhole with that because like you can edit video till i mean I mean, you can spend hours and hours and hours like seeking up everything to the beat and it's really fun and I can get totally lost and like in the flow with that, you know? Um, but also like, I was like, I don't want this to take over my life. So I had <laughs> planned when I started traveling to make a video, like one video every single week. And then pretty quickly I was like, yeah, I think that's going to take too much time. Yeah, <laughs> so right. I stop. Um, but it's such a fun way to share I think to share my story, I love podcasts um, as well. Um, but I'm like, I'm like a very, very, very visual person. And so, um, so video for me, just kind of like, um, I don't know, it was just like more of my style or something, I guess. Um, and uh, yeah, I just, I just really enjoy creating them and plan to definitely create more. Again, like I said, I have like that, that list of like sketches I want to create. I also have like a list of videos I want to make. Oh, cool. <laughs> nice. So. Of course, right? Um, and so I'll I'll get around to them eventually. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I enjoy as a viewer of your videos, like vicariously exploring these places of the world that I've never been to. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad. I'm also a visual person, so I like seeing all the the images of the places that you're going. Mm -hmm. They're really beautiful. Oh, good. Thank you so much. Enjoy it. It's been, it's, it's like a really fun creative outlet. Um, but like I said, just like with anything, like it, it can take up a lot of time if you let it. So it's, it's all a balance, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you want to like enjoy just being where you are and not making videos all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it can take you out of it sometimes, you know, like, if you're worried more about like getting the perfect shot than you are about enjoying where you are, then it can kind of take you out of it, which I started to notice too. So I had to reel it back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Have yeah. you guys ever done any video editing stuff? Well, I'm working on editing a video currently for work i work for a nonprofit, and we have this particular music program that really is kind of in desperate need of money so one of my coworkers and i are making a video to go along with the crowdfunding effort so oh cool figuring out how to do it none of like neither of us really know what we're doing but that's awesome working on it yeah 
that's okay that's another really cool thing about video is that like um yeah i've i've been able to help so i did like this thing when i was in nepal i was able to um because i just happened to have that skill set i created a video for a school for disabled children that i was volunteering for and um and yeah, I've helped a couple other people with like like job interviews that they had to do via video and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And so it's That's yeah, really it's cool. it's kind of a wow. cool skill set to have, you know, to be yeah. able to help with. So, yeah. yeah, it's useful, and I feel like a lot of not not a lot of people really know how to do it. So that's useful that you have. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah cool. No, I don't have any experience with it either. I find it very intimidating. It looks fun, though, yeah. but it looks like yeah. it looks time-consuming. But, like, yeah, I feel like once you do make the... Oh, well, you know what? Last year, for one of my classes in high school, um, we had to make, like, a project at the end of the year, and it had to combine some sort of, like, degree of performance. So my group made, like, a video that we read like a Maya Angelou poem over it and then it was like visuals that went along with it so that was kind of cool and that yeah, was fun to fun. do yeah because like you said you can only work with so much like once you have the video I don't know like you can do all you can to like get the perfect shot or whatever but ultimately like you have to take what you get which is kind of like that's a, in that way like film is a lot different than a lot of other art forms because other art forms you can just mm -hmm. always like keep like developing or creating this thing but uh -huh. yeah with video it's a lot different which is kind of cool like it kind of forces you to like use your creativity in different ways i guess yeah, yeah. and let go when you know like if there's <laughs> right if there's certain things that you, yeah. yeah you can't change so yeah 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 but it's like anything too like with any art form um, or any new skill that I pick up, I think, you know, you get faster too mm -hmm. as you go, you know, as you like learn more things and, and stuff. So like my first videos, like I haven't watched them. I don't really want to, cause I'm sure that I would be like, <laughs> Oh my God, what am I, what was I doing? Um, but, like, <laughs> I'm sure they're like pretty horrible. And they took me like twice the amount of time that like a video would take me now, you know? So, <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. You get faster as you go. Yeah. So I'll take yeah, practice sure. and some patience, yeah. you know? Exactly. Yeah. Anna, do you have any last questions before we ask our kind of wrap up questions? Um your topics. Oh, one to other thing that I was curious about was so you have an architect background and now you're traveling a lot. So, like, if you were to ever return to architecture, like, do you think your travel is having, like, a big impact on how you view that with, like, viewing the architecture of other countries, I guess? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think ar architecture, you know, is, is definitely a form of art. Right. And because of that, I think that we, uh, you know, the architects always value travel and maybe... Uh, uh, ways that that other professions wouldn't, you know, um, and so I definitely see my my travels contributing to um, y my uh, I guess like my, my palette, if you will, like like when when I think about like designing things, um, designing buildings, just seeing the way other people design and for different climates too, you know, sure. so. 
the the architecture here um well here in korea for instance is is very different than what you would see in in the us in some ways um and just like the the way people like arrange cities and arrange buildings you know that's typically one of the first things that hits me about um a country when i land is is the architecture and like the different typologies that i see I guess because you know my mind's been programmed to look at those things since I was in studying architecture for so long, right? And yeah. um, you know, and as an architect, but but yeah, absolutely. Like it's it's interesting too because especially when you're in um, countries that aren't as developed, so say like Nepal or Cambodia and different places where like they don't have heat, they don't have air conditioning. So they design, and and a lot of times they don't have like materials other than like the indigenous materials, like the things around them. So the way that they design is much more, um, or the way that they build is much more in touch with their environment and with their climate and uh, with with the typology, like the topography, sorry, of the site. And so, I think that's really, really nice because in in the U.S. we tend to have like a bulldoze it and build whatever the hell you want, like mm-hmm. whatever you want, you know what I mean? Like just right over. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and so, and and you know, we have air conditioning, we have heat, so like who cares where the windows are or like how the building is situated? Like we can just block all that out and just do whatever we want to climate control. So, but but in these other countries they can't do that. That's not really an option, and so. Um, from a sustainability standpoint or like a working with the environment standpoint, um, it's it's really cool to be here. Or, well, Korea is very modern. So um, here where I am now is, is not the best example, but in those other countries that aren't as developed, it's just really cool to be there and be able to uh, see the way that they design. And, and I've got a lot of great takeaways from that and have learned a lot from um, from those different countries. That's fascinating. I would have never thought about that, like how the climate affects architecture and stuff. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really it's, interesting. It's, it's, mm-hmm. Cool. Definitely. Yeah. yeah I've and been really interested. Finish. What are you saying, Kiva? Um, well, it's, it's interesting because we think that we're like so much more advanced, right? Right. Than these yeah, other... yeah, 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 yeah. And and in some ways, maybe we are. I don't know. Whatever. But, but you know <laughs> what I mean? Like we we think of ourselves as like like better than or like more advanced or whatever. When really, like these guys are so much more in touch with our actual world right. and are working mm-hmm. with their environment in ways that that we just don't anymore because we're so out of touch with, um, with our surroundings sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I totally agree with that. That's really interesting. I think that's fascinating too. I've been really interested in kind of that same thing. Not, I haven't been thinking about it as much in the context of like design and architecture, but more maybe like farming design, Mm -hmm. like permaculture design. Like how can we work with the land? to like do what it naturally wants to do instead of like you said kind of just bulldozing everything and putting whatever we want to put there yeah totally you can be so much more creative and not have to use so many resources to like fight what the land wants to do Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's fascinating yeah that's really absolutely cool absolutely 
So we have a couple wrap-up questions for the end of the episode. Okay. Starting with, do you have any recommendations for anything that you've been loving recently? This can be in any category at all, just anything you've been into recently. Hmm. Well, Westworld was very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you haven't seen that. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Recommend it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, some some like really deep themes kind of along some of the lines that we've been talking about actually mm-hmm. I think that it would really resonate with you guys in the same way that it resonated with me um, cool. so yeah check that out um, let's see what else have I been so I, since living in or yeah well being in uh, Nepal I started studying Ayurveda um, are you guys oh, familiar? So with cool! I just bought a book on Ayurveda and checked another oh, one out cool. of the library. So I'm like reading two books right now about Ayurveda. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. So that's been really interesting and eye-opening for me. Um, I uh, so yeah, Ayurveda, and then kind of like the way it's like tied into um, uh, ancient medicine and and things like that. I've I've been looking into that more recently, and that's been kind of mind-blowing to me. And I think um, kind of yeah, I've just been really enjoying it. So cool. So that's the, something I've been studying recently. Yeah. Very cool. Um, think of anything else? I don't know. I think we kind of covered everything else. That's All right. <laughs> so our never wear boring socks philosophy is that we try to make the most of our everyday experiences by choosing things like not boring socks. Like if you're going to wear socks anyway, might as well wear interesting ones. So making totally. small choices in our lives to make our lives more interesting, enjoyable. Um, so is that something that resonates with you that you feel like you've experienced in your life in socks or otherwise? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love, I love the, the name of this podcast and the whole concept behind it. I think it's wonderful. Um, and yeah, absolutely. I mean, I kind of took it to an extreme, I guess, and like quit my job and decided to travel. (laughs) (laughs) So that I could like fully experience like this life, you know, but, but yeah, man, I, I, I knew this before I left New York and it's just been, um, it's, it's been drilled even deeper into me, but no matter where you are in the world, wherever your location is, it doesn't really matter. You know, like you can be in the most exotic place in the world or you can be in the most like quote unquote boring place in the world. And, um, it's just really your attitude and what you decide to make of life, you know, that makes all of the difference. And so I I like that you have boring in the title because it's like, it's like, you never have to be bored. Right. Like, (laughs) like, it's it's all it's all a decision um you can choose to like enjoy the moment and like we talked about before that word anicha um realize that that this moment is all that you have at the right now you know and enjoy that to the fullest by wearing cool socks or by (laughs) making the most of it in some other way um or or you can choose to be bored and at times i've chosen to be bored unfortunately like a lot of my life i'm that was that was kind of what i was doing but um but yeah so that absolutely resonates with me and i really appreciate you guys talking about it oh thank you i'm glad it resonates with you yeah (laughs) 
So where can people find you, find your videos and your art on the internet if they want to follow along with your artistic traveling journey? Sure. Um, yeah, that, that sketch Instagram account that I was talking about earlier is now sketch slash travel. It's just my life, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I do, I do post my art on there and then also um, just pictures from, from my daily travels. So that is at the Eva Peterson. Eva Peterson was already taken. Um, EvaPeterson.com <laughs> is like a horse juice. Hmm. Yeah. Right. I was like, okay. <laughs> so my everything has become the Eva Peterson. I like so it. I like Eva it. Peterson okay, because, cool. Um, <laughs> because yeah, Eva Peterson is a horse masseuse. So um, I didn't know that was even a thing. Neither did I until I Googled my name and tried to get a website. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's a thing. Okay. I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, horses I guess horses need... <laughs> Massages too. Um, And then I have a little Etsy shop that I hope to dedicate more time to in the near future called uh, The Nomadic Principle. So that's on Etsy. And then, um, yeah, my YouTube is also the Eva Peterson. So you can just um, Google that on YouTube and you'll find my channel. Cool. And we'll put links to all that in the show notes also. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Definitely. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah. Eva. This was really exciting. I was really happy us. to to meet you after being internet friends for a I while. Know. <laughs> I know. It's so good to meet you guys too. And thank you so much for inviting me on the podcast. This is the first ever podcast I've ever done. So oh, cool. Nice. Very exciting for me because I love podcasts so much. And yeah. Yeah. Thanks for all the good work that you guys are doing. I've really enjoyed your other episodes that I've listened to. So, oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you for listening. Yeah. I feel honored that you would ask me to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're honored to have you on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this conversation with Eva as much as we did. Thank you so much for listening to Never Wear Boring Socks this week. Next week, we're going to be talking about periods, so please join us for that. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play if you are enjoying the podcast, and leave a review on iTunes. Find show notes for this episode at mariacatherine.com slash podcast slash 025. And Catherine is spelled K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E. And that's where we will have links to everything we talked about in this episode. We would really love to hear from you, so please get in touch with us through our email, which is neverwearboringsocks at gmail.com, or through our social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at neverwearboringsocks and on Twitter at noboringsocks. Get in touch with Eva, too, at the Eva Peterson, and let us all know what you thought of the episode. Many thanks to Ben Ramsey, the Cheese Beast, for being our audio editor. Thank you to him and Martha Barnard for helping us compose and record the music. And a huge thank you to Eva for joining us for this episode. Thank you again for tuning in this week. And until next time, remember to never wear boring socks.